It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, master plan world. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is a pleasure as always to have you listening. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Martin Harvey is an e-commerce stalwart, a highly respected and experienced managing director and marketing director within the B2C direct marketing sector with a proven record for defining and delivering successful high return direct marketing business plans in both European and UK businesses, including a fantastic mix of startups, turnarounds and acquisitions. With outstanding pedigree in the garden sector, Marshall Seeds and Hayloft Plants to name but two, it is not surprising that when it came to starting his own e-commerce business last year, he stuck with the customer's back garden. What is surprising is that he's gone underground into the murky world of septic tanks and cesspits. Mark Munchers offers the ultimate septic tank treatment. I'm going to let Martin explain further than that because it all gets a bit too technical for me. Um, it's an online-only business that's leveraging offline marketing to fast-track customer acquisition. Hi, Martin. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started in e-commerce? Oh, well, first of all, good morning to you. How did I get started in e-commerce? Quite simply, I was running uh, a large garden catalogue business and uh, also uh, a seed business in the UK. Uh, fundamental to that, and it was in the early days of e-commerce, we had to start building websites. Uh, as a small team, uh, I was always involved as uh, the managing director. Uh, so we discovered very, very quickly that having a website would uh, bring serious leverage to our business. Uh, we were growing our sales uh, via the web at something like 100% per annum for several years. Pay-per-click and search became very, very valuable to us overall. But I'm pleased to say that the traditional catalog and direct mail would still remain major contributors. So what... What years are we talking? When when did you put that first e-commerce site live, Martin? Um, that first e-commerce uh, site went live in around about the year 2000, 2001. Uh, quite quite a, uh, a simple site. Uh, we spent something in the region of uh, uh, £10,000 on building that. By the time we were rebuilding sites uh, around about 2010, 2012, we were spending 10 times that amount of money because of the sheer value that they delivered. So you've really been in e-commerce right from the very beginnings? So. Oh, uh, in, indeed. Although I'm not a technologist, uh, uh, I've, been, I've been involved from uh, quite simple, straightforward sites into very, very complex transactional sites. Excellent. So... I've known you for, for a few years now, and I know you are um, a, a very clever person when it comes to working out how to recruit new customers and really dive into all that data. And that's obviously something you've, you've brought to this new world of muck munchers. So do you want to tell us a little bit about where muck munchers is right now and what the last years looked like? Okay, well, we, we started muck munchers in uh, April of 2014. Now, what's always been fundamental to me as a direct marketer is to test everything you do. 
We simply went out with two off-the-page advertisements in uh, UK uh, magazines uh, during that month to test whether our, our proposition would work. And I'm pleased to say that within two weeks, we'd reached break-even on those ads. Those ads wow. would set, were set to run uh, and continue with a long-tail response over a period of six, eight, ten weeks. So uh, within two weeks, we knew that we had got a successful proposition. Uh, now, as Excellent. Can I just pause you a second there? Because I know some of our listeners will be currently scratching their heads and wondering what an off-the-page ad is. Oh, well, so um, could you just give the layman's description of what we're talking about? Yes, yes quite, quite, quite simply. Uh, what I describe an off-the-page advertisement is, is a direct-selling advertisement, which is, which is typically... Uh, an, uh, an advertisement with a very clear um, offer and proposition uh, within it, um, a value benefit. In the case of our product, there's always a, a, an ad, a additional gift to increase the perceived value. And at the bottom of those advertisements, there is a serious call to action with a coupon, which they can return to our contact center uh, with a very, very prominent um, uh, domain and telephone number, giving customers the opportunity to order by whichever channel they choose. Cool. And these appear generally in the supplements of a weekend mag weekend newspaper, weekend magazine, yes, indeed. those kind of things, in, don't they? In, in the early months, we, we were testing advertisements in uh, low-cost uh, magazines, uh, from there, as soon as we saw we got a success, um, we started advertising in weekend uh, national press. Our advertisements would normally be quarter pages, about the, the same size as, uh, as a sheet of notepaper for those people who don't use European paper formats. Uh, and we quite quickly increased to half-page advertisements in high-circulation weekend newspapers. Cool. So you did that test and measure in a small format on a low cost because of the distribution size, and then as soon as you knew it was working, you rolled it out to those bigger areas. Indeed. But what is really, really important, and I think uh, the, you know, the value that I have from working in direct marketing for too many years is that every one of those advertisements would have a tracking code on it so we could measure uh, literally the profitability of each and every ad, uh, whether that was a coupon being sent through the mail, whether it was a telephone call, uh, where the call center would uh, be asking for that code number, or indeed on the website at the checkout, we would be asking for customers to input the code. We were therefore able to track something in the region of 85% of all orders directly to the advertisement uh, uh, that uh, the customer was ordering from. Excellent, because that data is just essential, because you need to know which... Um, which graphics are working, which 
um, magazines are working. And that really is the only way you can tell, isn't it? Um, what I want us to do before we, because I know we're going to talk a bit more about this later on, is I just like to give everyone a bit of an idea, more of an idea of what Muck Munches is is doing and how the business is structured before we get too deep into the marketing. So um, you're based in the UK, aren't you? So where are you selling to at the moment? Okay, at the moment we're we're, we're selling uh, mainly in the United Kingdom and in the Republic of Ireland. Uh, although we have already started testing advertising in France. Our product is fairly small in volume, it's light in weight, so uh, distribution costs, uh, wherever they are within Europe, uh, don't have a real serious impact on our cost base. So it's the obvious next step is to to go after those people in Europe who've also got those septic tank issues? Um, indeed. Uh, and, but you have to be careful about which country uh, you consider. So again, like any sensible marketeer should do, the first thing is to undertake some research. Some European countries such as Germany have a very, very low uh, frequency of uh, septic tanks. Um, whereas in other countries such as France, there's a very high uh, penetration of septic tank usage. So first of all, research your market. Then, even more importantly, work out what your route to market is. It's great having a, 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 a high-performance product. It's great knowing there's a marketplace out there that's large in size. But unless you have the means to communicate with that market, then you're probably doomed to failure. Oh, I can't echo that enough. And you're in quite the nice position that you know that if someone doesn't have a septic tank or a cesspit, they're not a target customer for you. And it, it must be fairly easy to get those kind of numbers um, looking at the different countries. Um, it's, 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 it's always very easy to get to the numbers. Uh, but when you come to uh, looking at the question of advertising, the first thing you need to do is ensure that the, the medium that you're using is going to have a higher than average proportion of septic tank owners. We were, we were very fortunate <laughs> in being able to obtain uh, a list of some 100,000 septic tank owners uh, from which we were able to build some uh, computer models uh, to identify geographically where they were and in what types of socio-economic uh, geodemographic groups they existed within. Uh, we were then able to match that against uh, profiles uh, with it, uh, for our door-to-door campaigns and also in some cases in magazines, knowing what the socio-geodemographic uh, looked like for the customer we were then able to match our advertising to specific media. Yes, it really is about understanding the customer as you get to that point of launching and then making sure you're getting the right ads in front of the right people using what data you can get your hands on. So I know a lot of our listeners will be sat there thinking, wow, this all sounds a bit beyond what my capabilities are, what my budgets are, what I have the ability to do. So I think at this point, it might be quite good for you to tell us a little bit about how the sales grew over that first year and where you've got to at the moment. Because I know actually Muck Munches is actually quite quite a small business. So that should give people an idea of actually 
this type of research should be done for any size business and can be done cost effectively? Okay, well, so the first thing is we spent something like six months of detailed planning, a lot of soul searching, a lot of head scratching. Um, I have a business mm-hmm. partner who is our technology director. Uh, he and I had um, decided that there had to be a limit to the amount of money we would invest in this business. Uh, and that uh, would be at the greatest £20,000, $30,000 each. Uh, But we were going to use that money wisely. Uh, One thing we did to ensure that we minimized our overheads was to persuade our designers, uh, our fulfillment house who handled uh, uh, the contact center and warehousing, uh, and our web designers, to each take a small share in the business uh, for not landing us with murderous startup costs. Uh, as a result, and uh, with the success of our early advertisements, uh, we were able to launch the business with a total investment of under £10,000 and see our money back with a, uh, uh, and the business uh, run, uh, running cash proud within four or five months. That's just phenomenal, isn't it? It really does prove that spending that time to analyse and work out what you're doing before you chuck it up there pays off. I know, but I have to say to you, Chloe, the tough, the tough thing came this year uh, when we were, we'd completed our tests. We had a major growth plan of some 700% uh, for, uh, for this year, but we started investing in quite a high level uh, in uh, April, uh, in March and April, uh, and suddenly we were not talking about the four to five thousand we'd originally invested. We needed to be spending something in the region of fifty, sixty thousand pounds a month. And as a startup business, obtaining credit, although we were getting quick payback periods of uh, two, uh, two to three weeks, um, the credit became uh, a major issue. Um, and we as shareholders had to dig deep into our pockets. But that's only because we really wanted to achieve a very, very high growth rate. The beauty about, about direct marketing, whether it's online or offline, is you can, you can gear your growth to the available cash you have to invest. It's, um, it's another important lesson, is it? It might not have cost a lot to launch. Once you saw that potential, in order to realize it, there's a cash flow issue rather than actually a profit issue, which I think cash flow is an area where so many people become unstuck on. Um, that's absolutely true. I mean, for, for example, just in inventory planning, um, you know, last, last year when we were just produ- producing... Uh, Maybe maybe twelve thousand sachets of munchers. I must say, there's uh, twelve thousand sachets equates to uh, 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 one thousand consumer units because there's twelve sachets to be used each month uh, through the year. Uh, but suddenly we we we've gone from twelve thousand sachets a, a month um, to to looking at two hundred thousand sachets. Uh, and so our inventory planning and production management planning um, had had to be treated as a much more serious business. We couldn't live hand to mouth, and um, so we were needing to buy large quantities of bacteria, um, 
in advance, have have a clear packing program, uh, all geared towards the marketing plans that we have. So suddenly, the question of lead times had to be considered, and lead times meant uh, uh, longer investment periods from um, purchasing stock to uh, uh, delivering that product to the customer. And of course, you're in the situation of where you've basically only got one product. So yours is actually quite a simple process. Although you're manufacturing it, yours is quite simple because you're not trying to work out whether mugs are going to sell or tea towels are going to sell this month. It's just the one stock line you have to keep keep control of. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think that's I think that is very very where we're very very lucky. We do have three or four other products, but the main product Munchers accounts for over ninety five percent of our sales. Uh, and uh, we're fortunate that it's a very compact product, so storage space uh, is is not an issue. Uh, but as you say. Cash planning is what a business should be about. Uh, and make uh, no mistake, good planning will tell you where your cash shortfalls are likely to come. Uh, and if you know where those shortfalls are going to occur, then you can plan to overcome uh, them or cut your cloth and scale back your ambitions. Yeah, so um, on the website at the moment, I know you've only been, been up for 12 months. Have you got any kind of key widget plugins you're using, like a search and dizing system? I just suppose you wouldn't have search and dizing because you've only got four products. Um, but a reviews engine or any kind of key tech that you've integrated into that website? Our, our, web, our website is fundamentally simple. Um, it's a bespoke, hard-coded site that we built on the cheap. We're in the midst of um, building a complete new all singing and dancing site. Uh, the most important thing that uh, we were able to uh, add to our site in, as a startup was to provide some very, very clear information about the product, what it does, um, what problem septic tanks are all about and to really hit on the contents of uh, frequently asked questions. Uh, one thing I'm really proud, proud about that site is when I talk to mm-hmm. our customer service staff in the contact center, um, they say customers don't really have any questions because all the questions they have are answered on the site itself. And when, even when the staff want to know information, they generally go to the site to find it. So, yeah, I guess if there was one thing we did well is we became the kings of content. Which is essential when you're selling that kind of product, isn't it? Because people, they're not going to be able to see it working. They've got to... um They've got to buy it and try it before they find it out. So you've got to build that trust. You've got to build that content. Actually, Marcus, it might be worth, I realise we haven't actually explained what Muck Munchers does. Okay. Well, <laughs> Minor issue. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, Muck Munchers is, is quite simple. We, like, we, we, live, we live in a world where we're flushing goodness knows what down into our, our drains. There's detergents, there's bleaches, there's soaps, there's... Um, antibiotics, there's antibacterial uh, products that are used throughout the house. 
um, and, all, and not to mention the fats, oils and greases that can help clog up drains. So add to that the fact that we then put, flush down piles and piles of paper. It's no surprise that if you don't have mains drainage and you have a septic tank, that the poor old bacteria in the tank are getting hammered to hell. Now, fundamentally, what monk munches does is just replenish the bacterial populations within the tank. And so when we feed, feed in monk munches, we're adding microbes and enzymes and micronutrients. We're just simply replacing what was in the tank uh, naturally before we uh, started adding all these contaminants. Now, the great thing about muck munches is you haven't got to go outside and lift up a manhole cover to pour them in. They come in a simple, soluble sachet the size of a tea bag. And all you do is flush one down a toilet uh, once every month or so, and the microbes then start to uh, populate the walls of the drains into the tank. They then increase the population of the microbes within the tank itself to digest um, human waste, fats, oils and greases, and cellulose. We have a series of microbes that are specific, specifically targeted at hitting those three sectors. And then as the waste drains out into the drain field, into, uh, into, the, water, uh, into the soil, and into the environment, the microbes uh, will also populate those drainage areas too where they, they can um, digest um, uh, even in an anaerobic environment to ensure that the cleaner water that is produced does flow easily away from, uh, from the tank into the drainage area. So that in a nutshell is what monk, muck munchers does. But I went out a point that you know, indirect marketing, when you're making a proposition to your customer, people always are looking for that something extra. We also needed to ensure that muck munchers guarantee would be fulfilled, that this would be a product that would be the effective in literally 99.99% of cases. So the one thing we did was to offer customers a free, what we call, kickstart bio booster pack. And this delivers a massive boost of both microbes and enzymes to kickstart and reinvigorate a septic tank. So uh, it, it really does guarantee that the muck munchers will then work and provide an effective solution. And what does the customer get from muck munchers? Well, fundamentally, peace of mind. Is going to have a tank that's clog-free, odor-free, and much healthier than if they didn't use the product. And plus, most amazingly, the product they use was likely to cost them something in the region of 20% uh, of the cost of having their tank pumped out regularly. End of monologue, Chloe. <laughs> James Martin, I just realised I, I should have made made you not do that till the end because I know we'll have lost a few listeners during that who, not because it wasn't interest, but because they've gone, 
thank goodness this product exists. I'm so bored of having my septic tank emptied and they'll have run off to order yeah. some. So I realised strategically I should have left the, left the, uh, the nugget of what Muck Munchers actually does okay. to the end. But I think, I think you're entirely right in that the, when it's that type of product, you've got to give people the information to understand it and you've got to take away the risk with the, this is what the product does. This is the trust. Here's the FAQs. And I know, um, that what you've, you've also taken a very interesting approach to customer returns. Um, because you have, you know, I think everyone's realized listening to you, to you talking today, you have a very pragmatic, sensible approach to going about making a success of an e-commerce business, making a success of direct marketing. And would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about your slightly different and very clever approach to the, the returns process? Okay, well, look, first of all, having, having run some major direct marketing businesses, I realized that giving strong, powerful guarantees that you live by and giving first-class customer service really is important and critical to the success of a business. Now, in, in terms of, in terms of uh, muck munchers, uh, people, people who might potentially complain about muck munchers are people who've got a problem with their septic tank. It might smell or it might be a sort of wet, soggy area around it or a, a number of reasons. Uh, so if we get a contact from a customer and they have maybe not such a complaint, but they're, that they're disappointed that the product is not doing uh, what they want to do. And they might even go as far as to say, um, look, your guarantee says that if this product doesn't work in two to four weeks, um, then you'll send, uh, send, uh, send me back every penny I've spent. Uh, then the, the last thing we do is to try to fulfill that request where we want to get to them is to say, hey, do you know, you have a problem and we'll stand by you and let's talk about what's not happening in your tank and we will then uh, send, send them uh, an extra special um, premium product at our expense to help them solve their problem. And that has resulted in us running a business where last year we had one refund for every 1,100 orders we shipped. It was a very, very wow. low, a very, very low level indeed. Importantly, we ensured that people's problems were solved. We won a customer for life, and commercially, the cost of uh, sending the super performance solution ended up costing us less making the refund. So it made commercial sense and makes commercial sense for us um, and ensures that a customer is totally satisfied at the end of the day. Which is essential, isn't yeah. it? It really is. So th thank you, Martin, for sharing that. It's now time to move on to the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. Not that we haven't got a ton of those out of Martin already today. Um, Martin, are you ready for the quick fire top I'll tips? I'll do my best. 
Excellent. Uh, so first up, we have your book top tip. So if everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read just one book to make their business better, what book would you recommend? Right. I go back to customer service guru, John Fraser Robinson. He's very, very long in the tooth, lives in house with a septic tank, I guess, these days. Uh, and, sorry, lives in France with a septic tank or foss, I guess, these days. His book... Customer Relationship Management, I read 15 years ago, and it really taught me everything I need to know about how to treat a customer right and how to keep a customer coming back to you year in, year out. He taught me that you should never think in terms of customer lifetime value, you should think in terms of customer lifelong value. Okay. Excellent. Thank you for that one. Um, that's not one I've come across before, so I can see that making its way onto my bookshelf as well. Um, the, I should say, uh, e- uh, Master Plan World, of course, all of these tips and tricks are going to be on the show notes, which you can find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Mark Munchers. Um, so your traffic tool top tip next, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Okay, the one tool I prize above all, red, uh, all others is advertising in the press using my beloved off-the-page advertisements. Why do I love it so much? For me, an offline market marketing this is equivalent of pay-per-click i can buy an i can buy an ad on a wednesday have it appear in the national press on a saturday my me my media buyer invoices me the following week and i pay for it four weeks later by the time i pay for that ad i'm in profit so it's my offline pay pay to click i guess (laughs) <laughs> Brilliant. Um, your tool top tip, maybe a team collaboration tool, a social media plugin, timesheeting tool, phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little widget method that you use day to day that makes your team and you more efficient? Okay. For me, it's my manual database. It's a sheet of paper with 20 numbers down the left-hand side and the things I've got to do today. Whatever you do, write lists, because if you write a list of what you've got to do, your output increases by 20 to 30%, maybe even 50. Uh, So I keep it it simple. Uh, I am a list lover myself. I am surrounded by lists all the time. So um, it's always good to have, you know, we, we can have all these crazy funky widgets, but actually sometimes it comes down to a very nice straightforward piece of paper. Um, and your startup top tip, if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first piece of advice for them? Right. My, my, first, my first tip for anybody is look at your product. Is your product superior? Is it niche? Does it, does it truly outperform other products? Uh, it may not outperform products in all areas, but if it outperforms all others in some, then you've got a product that's worth pursuing. And the next thing to do with that product, sorry, the, the second piece of advice to go with that is make sure you can clearly see your route to market. 
Excellent advice. Thank you very much for that. And um, one final top tips question for you. This is the challenging one. If your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? Uh, I'd be I'd be back into the garden sector. Uh, I'd be I'd be selling seeds in a niche area such as vegetable seeds only, just as I did at Marshalls. Um, horticulture is a wonderful area to be in. You make a lot of funds th- friends throughout the world, so it would be as simple as that. Um, most importantly, uh, I love it. And whatever you do, with whatever business you have, just be passionate about it, uh, because you're going to be working at that every day. Good. Again, some more good advice. Uh, So, Martin, what a fascinating chat. It's been a pleasure to spend time with you today, discovering how you're driving your online-only e-commerce business. Before we say goodbye, would you like to remind listeners where they can find you and your business on the web and uh, social media if you're on social media? Okay. Well, believe it or not, we've had so much to do. And having having worked uh, with uh, within e-commerce for so long, I didn't put social media uh, at the at the top of my agenda. We're working hard hard at it now as we develop our new website, uh, and I shall be looking at seriously at Facebook uh, in, in particular, and then Twitter and interest, uh, Pinterest. Now. Come and see us. Come and see us at www.muck-munchers.co.uk. We have some offers for you. First of all, if you're buying muck munchers, then uh, you'll find that uh, we'll offer you a free Kickstart BioBooster, completely free of charge with your first order. But like any business, I that I've run, I've always kept my best offers for my best customers. So if you are a returning customer and we're talking to you through emails and direct mail, then you would also be offered renewal discounts. Don't invest your promotional money in recruiting customers at the expense of your existing VIPs. Um, It's a trap you can so easily fall into. Brilliant. Thank you, Martin. We'll add the link to the website and everything else we've talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash muckmunchers or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search search box and you'll find the content. Martin, thank you for being on the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today and for being so incredibly generous sharing your experience with us. Catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.